Hi, Lloyd. A little slow tonight, isn't it? <laughs> yes, it is, Mr. Torrance. What will it be? I'm awfully glad you asked me that, Lloyd. Because I just happen to have two 20s and two 10s right here in my wallet. I was afraid they were going to be there next April. So here's what. Slip me a bottle of bourbon, a little glass, and some ice. You can do that, can't you, Lloyd? You're not too busy, are you? <laughs> no, sir. Not busy at all. Good man. You set him up, and I'll knock him back, Lloyd. One by one. Welcome, everyone, to episode 16 of Bourbon and Branch. I'm your host, Sean, and once again, it's time to take another trip down the bourbon trail. This week, I will be sampling and reviewing Widow Jane Straight Bourbon Whiskey, a 10-year-old bourbon bottled at 91 proof at the Widow Jane Distillery in Red Hook, Brooklyn. Corporate Speak describes it as a -a one-of-a-kind bourbon with deep cherry notes and light finish hints of buttercream, toffee, and orange. The unique waters that run through the Rosedale Limestone Mine are what distill the craft spirits at the Widow Jane Distillery, and this 10-year-old whiskey drinks like a 20-year-old, given its deep cherry notes and light tannic finish. This bottle was a gift as part of a Bourbon of the Month subscription and retails for approximately $65 to $75. So for that price and 10-year age statement, I'll admit that I have high hopes Widow Jane 10-year-old bourbon whiskey will indeed be a tasty, boozy snack. And on that note, it is time for my favorite part of the show, this week's Boozy Snack Review. Cheers, everyone. Delicious bourbon, brownest of the brown liquors. So tempting. What's that? You want me to drink you, but I'm in the middle of a trial. Excuse me. Hello, David. I'm really tempted. Just take it one day at a time and know that I love you. I love you too, man. So here we go with the review and the sample of the Widow Jane 10-Year Single Barrel Bourbon. This particular bottle is from barrel number 1707. The bottle number is 137 and the date was 2017. Like I said, it's 91 proof and a 750 milliliter bottle will set you back give or take $70. The mash bill is 70% corn, 20% rye, and 10% malted barley. So I poured it into my glass, into my Glencairn, and it's got a dark copper, almost rust color, the hue. I'd say it's comparable to a strongly brewed tea. So now let's take a whiff of this and see how it goes in the nose. Smells great. It's got the classic bourbon aromas that everyone looks for. You've got your vanillas. There's definitely some sweet corn there. I also get a little bit of oak along with some char, some char in that oak. And a slight bit of fruit notes. Um, 
They remind me of Chariot for sure. And then I would say what is some dried fruit such as raisins and maybe even a bit of apple. There's not a lot of ethanol aroma to it, which is nice overall. It sort of makes it a bit muted, but the aromas are inviting and it definitely makes me want to take my first sip. So here we go. Let's see how it's on the palate. Cheers. Okay. So it does start off sweet. But you do get that apparent vanilla. The corn is there. And I get the cherry, but I also pick up a bit of citrusy orange flavor to it. And then right away, the rye heat kicks in with a peppery spice tingle that mingles nicely with the sweeter notes from the beginning. I'm a bit I'm a bit shocked because the nose there was some oak, but the the flavor it does lack that oak that oak taste that you get on the nose, which kind of surprised me, being that it is a ten year old bourbon. But aside from that, it's got a decent degree of complexity, and it does make a nice sipper. So let's try to pin the finish down now. Okay, it heats up at the start of the finish, but the heat fades pretty quickly. And what I'm what I'm left with is a nice mix of pepper, along with what I'd say is a bit of a leather flavor and almost some tobacco, like a like a nice cigar type tobacco flavor. There's a tad too much astringency in the very end that sort of makes the finish not completely superb but it's nonetheless really really enjoyable so i'd say overall this is a pretty unique bourbon that hits a lot of high marks but does have a few misses along the way i don't think this is a bourbon meant for a novice bourbon drinker and something tells me it's a pour one would enjoy just a little more each time they add it to the rotation finding new flavors and aromas they might not have picked up on during the previous samplings. So now, on that note, it's time to give this bad girl, the widow, the grades the widow deserves. Marge, could you give me another beer, please? In a second, Homer. Lisa has some good news. She doesn't care, Mom. Sure I do. I just want to have a beer while I'm caring. Marge? Homer. <gasps> Go ahead, Lisa. Well, okay. I got an A on my vocabulary test. <gasps> what? You did? Well, that's just... Oh, what a glorious day. Lisa, hand me your paper. I'm just going to take this over to the refrigerator and... Hmm. Well, as long as I'm here, I might as well kill two birds with one stone. That's a big idea. You covered up my paper. <laughs> Look at those funny little whiskers. Ooh, that reminds me. It's Big Gorilla Week on Million Dollar Movie. Come on, boy. Uh, I know, Dad. I should really... So, since this Widow Jane 10-year bourbon has a uniqueness factor, I'm going to give it a single boozy snack grade based solely on my experiences with the taste, aromas, and finish. As I mentioned, this is not a beginner bourbon, and it's definitely not a mixer, but if you're a bourbon fan who likes a strong but reassuring mix of classic bourbon flavors, then I think you'll enjoy Widow Jane, and I'm giving it a high B plus, almost an A for that reason. If you come across a bottle and don't mind the price tag, grab it. But I would definitely tell bourbon fans to buy a pour if they come across it at their local watering hole. So once again, cheers to everyone, and now it's time for some shout outs. Turn out the lights, the party's over. 
They say that all good things must end. Call it a night. The party's over. And tomorrow and next year starts the same old thing again. Boozy Snack Love goes out to these awesome podcasters and their entertaining, informative, and humorous contributions to the podcasting universe. Shane, Julian, and Eric at Vegas Confessions. Tony and Jason at the Vice Lounge Online. Juliet at the Unwritable Rant. Adam at the Travel Fanboy Podcast. Stu at Bonkers for Bourbon. The Dad's Drinking Bourbon Podcast. DJ Casaggio at the Vegas Oonts Podcast. Chris at the Vegas Bunboy Podcast. Mark, Karen, and Tony at 360 Vegas. As well as a couple of new pods I'm enjoying. Bumming with Bobcat and Denton Dallas and Beyond. Finally, as always, there's no wrong way to enjoy a boozy snack. Especially with friends and family sharing drams and laughs. Cheers!